0: minute by minute
1: uh, visit thus far by Grant Nelson
2: So I was listen so I was listening to Rick I here's what I think some of this is. We're so far out of I think the traditional basketball recruiting window and so far into football I think sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle that the transfer portal has allowed. These recruiting battles to be so intense, This at this point in time in the summer, I think this, uh, if the NIL is going to be a lot of it, and, and I think Kevin McPherson has spoken a lot about that. My opinion on Grant Nelson's game is, and this is just top looking down, his game fits a little bit the Alabama system better. That's why I said I think he's leaning pretty heavily Alabama. Uh, but certainly if there's an NIL situation that's better in Arkansas, I, I, he knows he can play well here too. So, uh, But this is a an intense battle right here between Nate Oates and, and Coach Musselman. I mean, it is intense because this, this young man's services are, are highly in high demand, let's say it that way.
1: So where do you think – okay, I realize it's a two-day visit. Is there any indication how things have gone at this point with the trip involving Grant Nelson to the University of Arkansas?
2: So I can, so I'm going to speak from more of a Alabama side. So with a couple Alabama connections, I've really felt like it was a done deal, Alabama wise, a couple of days ago. Obviously, when you take a visit to a institution. That puts you in what coaches call a closing window where, hey, you're not getting on the plane or leaving unless you're committing. So that's a great sign for Arkansas. Certainly a great sign. And it's possible that that, that window is swung back to the towards the Razorbacks because I, I really felt like it was a done deal uh, for Alabama with Arkansas. Like it's a close second because all these decisions mm. are close. But him mm. making a two-day visit to Arkansas is a great mm. sign for Razorback fans. A great mm. sign. How
3: about that? Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> so there I guess go. I guess a <laughs> one-year all-you-can-eat pass to the catfish hole is not going to be <laughs> that's quiet that's enough to close <laughs> the deal. But they're going to make him is. stay there and eat all day long and tomorrow at the catfish hole. Just in
2: case. Okay. Hey, throw, th- hey, throw Wright's exactly Barbecue
3: right. and Tacos for <laughs> Life in there,
4: too.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, they're pulling out all the stops right now. They're trying to figure out any possible situation where this young man comes. And, and I'm telling you, with, with Bay Falls, I, the more time that passes, I think that gets to be a bigger question, as I said yesterday. Woo! But with with that situation, Grant Nelson becomes a higher value commodity for the Arkansas Razorbacks than Alabama. So both want them. Alabama doesn't want to lose, but Arkansas almost gets where they really, really, really have to have it, deep. Because I don't think, and I've said this before, Coach Mussman said he didn't see a lot in the transfer portal besides what he was already looking at. So they need them, or they feel like they need them.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk with Boss Hogg. Boss Hog, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
4: Hey, fellas. How's it going today?
1: What's up, buddy? How are you, Boss Hog?
4: Well, you know I'm great, Randy. Your Yankees, are, they lost and the Orioles won. <laughs> yeah,
3: but so did Tampa I Bay. Mean, Boy, are they good it's or It's a what? great day.
4: Yeah. It's been a great day.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, Rick, if you want to let Randy for years, you know, smash our Orioles and then you'd be very generous like I just heard you. That's great. You know Randy it's all in good fun. But I mean I have to call in and say protect our Orioles. Rick's not gonna stand but, up for you know him. Mean?
3: But Randy doesn't bash the Orioles. In fact, when they get ready to play the Yankees, oh the Yankees have to worry about ball. He always says that, even though the until this year the Yankees have dominated them. But he doesn't Rick, bash them. I heard
4: him the other day. I heard him the other day say something about as long as the Orioles, something about the Orioles. So it's, it's all it's all good fun and Randy knows I'm joking with him, playing with him, the
1: song, It was runs. it was in a three-team parlay. It was the Orioles, the Cubs, maybe. and I forget who the, the Tigers. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, what a layup! <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. I had to just call it as soon as I saw Rick
4: not being as aggressive as I would like Rick to be. How's
1: that? Well, I'm gonna say this much: when Heston Kershaw joins the Orioles. I'm going to change a big tune, just like I did to a degree when Andrew Benatendi was with the Red Sox. Uh, when a Razorback lands, former la- Razorback lands on one of those franchises. Now, you gotta, you got to understand, Ball Sox, how many years have we been competing against each other? Years yeah, after I, years I after Dave years. Winfield. So it's I only natural.
4: Absolutely. I've seen Dave Winfield when I was a youngster in uh, Memorial Stadium. So I I get it, but I mean, come on now. You're 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 the big, you know, you're the big kid on the block, and we're the younger kid on the block. <laughs> it's always fun to, you know. I I just I, I heard Rick, and he was a little bit tentative, you know, and I was like, well, no, he, he was
1: he was being Rick. Now. He was being
4: Rick. Well, I need Rick to be a little more aggressive. No, no,
1: now, now, now thin think of it this way: was... we have to think of Rick's blood pressure. So that's why we have to keep things under perspective.
3: Hey, I'm, I'm only aggressive when I quote Stephen A. Smith. So
4: you know, well, I, I I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say something about. I've heard you say on the radio before that you're a big Stephen A. Smith fan. Yeah. He's the biggest loudmouth. You know, he is. just yes. And, and, we he, oh, he 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 finally agree boy. upon he is, something. He is
3: a loud mouth. And you I, know Rick what?
4: Rick I would have never in a million I know, years know, thought you'd know, be a fan of Stephen A. Yeah. Bingo! I know,
3: I, know. I know. we He is the total opposite of my personality. I i totally agree with this. As is Chris Mad Dog Russo. But I like him, too. I i, I can't explain it. I like both of them. And when they're on together, now, you can only take so much of them when they're on together. Because they, they do the same thing to each other. But... I, I like them both. I'm sorry.
4: I would have I, honestly, uh, my ship would have sank. And yes, I, you I and me both. Never, ever, <laughs>
3: I know. I know. I, I would
4: have never, in a right, in my in my wildest dreams. I know. I would have never ever thought that you'd be a. He's he. I don't know. He's a, he's I, obnoxious I, I
3: sometimes. He is, and he's a know-it-all. But I think he researches everything that he says. I don't think he. I don't think he just spouts opinion. I think he has base. Buzzhog. He's made his fame because
4: he has got. A, he knows a few of those guys' for direct phone numbers. That's correct. That's,
1: that's, that's right. Buzz, right. I, I puke every time when <laughs> the series, the final series, the championship series is on ABC because Stephen A. Smith is going to be on the set. He is the worst dresser I think I've ever seen. The worst dresser? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. You watch him,
3: you watch that, him on the weekdays? I'm thinking –
4: His wardrobe is amazing. That awful outfit he had
1: on last night was
4: Rick, you may have to be boycotted for a couple days for like Stephen A. I'm dead serious. I
3: I don't know if Stephen A likes the Orioles or not. He's a big New Yorker. Oh he oh when the Yankees don't win like the Orioles. Oh when the Yankees don't win or the Knicks don't win, oh he is tough. He's tough on them. Randy, that's why you don't like Stephen A. Hey, he I don't like Yankees, him, period. He thinks they're Yankees. No, he's a Philadelphia
4: Eagles and he's a 76er and New York Knicks. Oh, no. man. I mean, I have he no problem. It's not that, it's the fact that he's so obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, oh, no. I'll let you guys go. Hey, y'all do okay. a great, always. Y'all do uh, a great show and uh, keep up the good work.
3: Okay. Thank, Thank you, boss. You. Thank you. So, Bart. Stephen A's hey, A. Big NBA, he's a big NBA guy. Do you ever watch Stephen yeah. A? Do you like him or do you not like did. him? I do.
2: I, I like, listen, I, I've come around on Stephen A. Smith. I used
4: Oh,
1: to my really,
2: gosh, Bart. Uh, just a little bit. I'm checking the fine print the of your
1: contract right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> listen. I he's so over the top, but he's kind of mellowed out a little bit since they lost some of the guys. But he when he when him and Skip Bayless were on that, I, I could not stand that show. That was one of the yeah. one of my least favorite shows. So I li- I tolerate him, but I'm more of a TNT Charles Barkley, Kenny. Oh, I like Charles Barkley. Guy.
3: Yeah, I like him too. By the way, it's interesting if you read Stephen A's book, and, and admittedly. If you get to the last chapter, he is very high on himself. Uh, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, he's yeah. very high on himself. He he is a guy that came from nothing and has achieved at the highest sure. level. Uh, so I, that's, yep. I respect that. But he credits Skip Absolutely. Bayless because ESPN ESPN was not going to put him in a position. I, I can't remember what he did, but they, they demoted him. Uh, they put him in a time slot that he had no chance to be successful at. And then they demoted him, and they had executives that said, we're never putting him on the air in primetime again. And S- Skip Bayless lobbied for him and said he wanted Stephen A. Smith as his, as his partner. And, uh, wow. And Stephen A. Stephen A has been extremely grateful to him for that. And then Skip left the network. And, uh, yep. But Stephen A. is still there. so I, I, I I'm give... surprised
4: he didn't try to take him with him.
3: No. Uh, Skip left. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Don't know why he didn't, but but he didn't. Yep.
1: Probably the next people couldn't afford him. Couldn't afford his big mouth. Yeah, and
3: and Skip just I I think Skip just wore out Sharp, didn't he? Didn't he just leave his show to to Skip? I I, I've never I don't watch Skip Bayless on TV, so I I don't I just know that Shannon Sharp's not his partner anymore, or is about to leave. Yeah. So anyway. Well,
2: well, Randy, I was going to tell you I just so Sam Walters is a guy that. Is a 2023 signee for Alabama that I had at the Wooten camp. That uh, Sam and I became quick buddies. He was uh, he's a Florida guy, so Bill is Charter High School in Florida, and he kind of busted on the scenes. I thought he was the best player at the Wooten camp, which is the top 150 players in the country. So I'm going to reach out to him for a Grant Nelson update. So so stay tuned. I will we're going to get some information on that. I know what you're,
1: I minute. know what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, work this into another, <laughs> another segment, so, so I can That's put right. you on hold and say, "Okay, Bart." While we're in the break, <laughs> <I'll>,
0: <laughs> you got to check this yeah. out.
1: Okay, Bart. Let Let's back up for a minute because I've got one from Doug, and I'm, I'm I hope I can read this, but I will read it exactly like he wrote it because I'm not sure exactly what he's asking or saying. However, okay. This from Doug, by way of our Asher Record Service company, live In feedback, says ESPN has players coming not ranked high. This is from the basketball transfer portal. What's Bart's okay. take? We get five-star high school but four-star transfer portal. So I guess what he's saying, Bart, should we be taking the five-star – out of the high school rather than the four-star out of the transfer portal. I guess that's what well, Doug is asking.
2: Okay. So, Randy, I'll answer that. I thought, mate, because I think ESPN, what they did is just they just came out, now I think this was a couple of days ago, with the top 100 players in the transfer portal, and they ranked them out. And now we did have three guys that were not. So, Trayvon Marks, elite uh, Battle, and uh, – from Washington, were not ranked as high as some of the players. So, in fact, both two of them were in the 40s, and Battle was in, I think, 75 or 80, ranked out of the 100. So, I thought maybe that's what he was speaking of. So, just make sure we answer both of them. The star system in the high school level is extremely, extremely hard to judge because there's so many different factors. So, some rankings have... Five-star, some four-star. Honor Boateng's a five-star in this, four-star in this. So it's really hard. I don't think you can get rid of the system, but the different rankings make it really convoluted. But I think Arkansas's getting consensus five-star players high school-wise, and if they're not, they're certainly getting very solid four-stars like a late blocker. Now, for the guys coming in, I can say this. Coach Musselman, when he looks at the transfer portal, is not really looking what he's looking at at the high school level where he's going best available for position or best available player, five-star, regardless of position. He has college production that he can look at and use as a reference. So the baseball analogy we've used before, if we need a third baseman, we need a third baseman. We don't need a home run hitting center fielder. So he's gonna get a third baseman. So he pieces his roster together out of the transfer portal based on basketball needs, immediate need with that specific team that year, where high school is more of a big picture long term projection, even though some of them aren't staying that long. I don't know if that answers the question, Randy, but
1: No, I think I think I understand what you're saying because I think that's where twenty four seven has come out with what they call their composite which is where they're taking three different services and they're taking that average and when they say he's an average four star that's because they're taking the three and they're making a composite a ranking whereas in some cases as you're saying if you just pull that one service out it may have him as a five star but then the other service one of the other three might have him as a five-star or four-star, depending upon, again, what their evaluation was. So, yeah, I can understand where that gets really, uh, at times, confusing. Are they now, and I I guess either I just haven't seen it, uh, the particular service that is providing that, I have seen the rankings, the one through 100, but I have not seen where uh, in the transfer portal they have put a star ranking on the players. Is that actually is? Well, is their site doing that?
2: Well, I don't think it was a star system. So I think maybe he was referring. I don't know. I think he because they ranked them one to a hundred. So I think maybe he was saying that some of most of our signees are either mid tier or because Randy, two of them were not even in the top one hundred at all, and that was Ellis and then Davenport from Cincinnati. So,
4: of
2: the top 100 transfer portal players, we only had three in the top 100. Two of them were in the 40s, and one of them was in the 80s or in the 70s. And that's Battle from Temple. So, I guess from a reference point, no, if you were grading that out, those wouldn't be technically, quote-unquote, existing college players that would – there's no star system for college But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not yeah. They're not a one or a two, but I promise, I think – Randy, we've talked about this with Coach Anderson and, and even some of the other coaches. We've had some players that have just missed. They just, I don't think, not sure. been on that talent level. Sure, I don't. I have not seen this with Coach Musselman. I don't think you're ever going to get this big miss. Even with the players such as Darian Ford and those type of guys that weren't getting a ton of minutes, when you put them on the court, guys, they can play. So. It's just it's just not a right fit for that system. So I don't think you really have to worry about it. if you're a Razorbacks fan getting quality players. All these guys and these coaching staff evaluate talent and strengths really well and all these guys can play.
1: So if you're in the top twenty, is that okay, we're we're now talking yep. tiers. Would it be yep. a top twenty, then maybe a top fifty, a top seventy five, yep. then a top one hundred? Is that kind of what you're talking about in regards yeah. to tears? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you yeah. have you have bought another segment, Bart, because I am now <laughs> going to wait and hear the minute by minute uh, trip or visit so far by Grant Nelson at Arkansas. So uh, I will give you okay. time to do that
0: research. It's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined once again by Bart Reed of Pure Sweat Basketball Skills, if I can get the
0: right mouse to cooperate.
1: Did you have any success during the break finding out how so far the trip has progressed for one Grant Nelson?
2: Well, I will say this. The boss man himself, Coach Musman, said the visit has just started. So I assume that that is positive. As I said good luck and got a thumbs up really quickly. So that would be the start the visit right now. Hmm. And that would be a good sign as well.
1: You know, correct me if I'm wrong, he canceled the trip to Baylor. I don't think he actually ever went to Waco, correct?
2: Correct. Correct.
1: And it quickly became just Arkansas and Alabama.
2: It I'm telling you, these guys and we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday the quality of coaching at the SEC level, and we said it, the, the, the quality of play year after year, we're getting more and more teams. It's all about coaching. And if you want to know two great recruits, I'm just us say great recruits. Eric Musselman and Nate Oak guys are as good as it gets anywhere at any point in time. These guys are pros. They talk the talk. They walk the walk. They know exactly what players want to hear. They, their systems are very similar. They kind of have the NBA talk where players really understand and they're getting players, as, as Brandon Miller probably be the second or third pick this year. Certainly, they're showing the results. Arkansas has got four four players potentially drafted in this year's draft, first round, second round. That's an astonishingly high number, guys. So, Grant Nelson really is a Razorback fan. Of course, you want him to go there, but he's picking between what I would call two elite-level programs Alabama's not just a football school anymore.
3: But according to your earlier comment, you think Arkansas has perhaps become the favorite?
2: I, it's hard to because the pre not pressure, yes, the pressure. It's when you're getting it on these visits like this and you're where you're staying, there is so much pressure to see everything, meet everything, and then there is really a hey, look, what do you think? What do you so when you've got the last visit with a player, the last word, that's usually the best the best one. So I'm not saying it it hundred percent goes that way, but if you get a visit and you've got somebody that's a closing opportunity, I promise you right now Alabama is extremely nervous.
1: So Bart it used to be in times past, and maybe I should say pre-NIL, because that, that to me now is as part as much of the recruiting process as anything. But yep. um, what do they do now on these, quote, visits? Because, all right, if the visit is just now starting, it's 6.36, 6.36 on a Thursday yep. evening. Okay, that, yep. is, that is prime time, obviously, dinner time so what do you think is what do you think will be comprising uh on this visit for grant nelson
2: yeah so with with this so it's it's primetime dinner which is a lot of where i would say personal relationship building and then it gets to really business and it gets to be business really quickly and so right now the pitch is how grant nelson is a piece in the Arkansas system, and what value he brings to us, and or to Arkansas, and then what we can show him in return. And by show him or in return, I don't mean gifts. I mean, hey, we can get you. Our plan is to get you ten to twelve shots a game. We think you can put you in, in ball screen situations. As these players now are more skilled, but they also know what it takes for them to get noticed. So Grant Nelson might say, Hey, I want to, I, I want to, I want two or three threes a game. This is where the coaches are saying, hey, we can get you those two or three threes a game, and we can also get you this. So that's what tonight is really all about and that in the relationship aspect. And then they're always at the Power Five schools. This is where they get the mid-majors, facilities. They're going to spend and talk and invest a ton of time in showing what the Arkansas Razorback Sports Program has invested in their university and how they have top-notch facilities, top-notch training, top-notch recovery sciences, top-notch schedule, and top-notch player promotion. And certainly NIL falls in that discussion.
1: Now, Bart, it used to be, well, I say used to be, and granted Coach Musselman has not been at Arkansas, but, what, four years now? And, um, but the staff always seemed so well prepared for that official visit And part of that was they had cut-ups on that player. And they showed him both the positives of his game and the areas in which they would make recommendations for improvements in his game. On a player, the caliber of a Grant Nelson, do they still go into that kind of detail with a player like Grant Nelson?
2: No. Randy, that's a great point, but th- they do. And this is where I think Coach Musselman has separated himself. Most college coaches talk in terms of college basketball. Where are you? This is what you – Coach Musselman can take it one step above that and say, I've been on the big show where you want to get to and get paid millions of dollars to play. This is what you need. This is what you need. This is what you need. No one else in the country is going to be able to tell you that. You come to the University of Arkansas, I'm not only going to give you that information, but I'm going to show you the roadmap how to get there. And then when you're done, I'm going to reach out to all my connections and make sure that everybody knows that you're in the draft and you're going to get workouts and looks. So, yes, they are, and he's taking it one notch above. And, Randy Rick, that has been extremely successful. I cannot understate that enough. When these guys go to visits and they talk to Coach Musselman, and I've got a ton of them, probably I've had probably 16, 17 over the last four years since he's been there, they all come back and say the first thing, Coach Musselman knows the NBA game. Unequivocally, it's what the players say. And so that message is sticking and resonating to these players, whether they commit or not. It's still ringing where he's in the running to get almost every player that he has on campus or targets to come on campus.
1: I always thought that was genius by doing the cut-ups and being able to break the player's game down and yep. then show how he does fit into the system. I can understand It's 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 kind of a catch-22 on the other hand by saying – Okay, I'm going to guarantee you two to three, three pointers right. a game, or I'm going to guarantee you ten or twelve or how many shots per game. To me, that that gets that's 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 shaky ground because that may not be possible. I mean, it may not yep. it, it may not work, and that can possibly backfire against you. But uh,
2: yep. Hey Randy, so I have to tell you this story because I don't think it he minds me telling it now. Uh, Now, I've said this, Nick Smith loved Alabama. And when it came down to making a decision, Nick said, listen, to Nate Oates, tell me I'm a starter. I probably will be on campus. Nate Oates says, I can't promise you that. He said, I've never promised to a player, won't promise it again. Hey, so now it doesn't mean that. That was really a sticking point. It's just one of those things where players want to hear that type of stuff. But, you know, that's the banter that kind of goes back and forth with the top notch players and the coaching staff. It's more of the coaches selling them versus the player. You know, Randy, we're so used to the player trying to sell the coaches mainly for the masses. Right. You know, hey, we can play. For- it's the other way around for these guys. So. I thought it was interesting. Nate Oates said, hey, I can't tell you that. It's probably going to be the case, more than likely, and you'll be a starter. But, I, but I've never promised that before. I'm going to start, not start now. So I, I just thought that that was so interesting that certainly these coaches, because you don't want to promise too much, Randy, because that will get around. These players talk now. Sure. They're all friends. So you got to be careful.
1: Uh, I'm wondering if the same thing did Grant Nelson asked Nate Oates.
3: <laughs> and and <laughs> am I going to be a starter, coach? Yeah. Hey, and did, did, did Nick Smith Jr. ask Eric Musselman that?
1: Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. I,
3: I I did not ask that, but
2: here here's the you bring up a great point because I'm wondering if Grant Nelson asked that tonight. Oh, does he give the same response? Because he didn't get Nick Smith, <laughs> so maybe he's thinking that <laughs> it's funny to think about. Um, but that's how close this stuff gets to me, guys. You could make. A great decision either way. People think, oh, you come to Arkansas and that's it. Listen, you can make the case that both of these institutions are a good fit. It really just gets to be the minor, minor details. And this is where, Randy, your point's correct. NIL is it to be the really deciding factor on what puts a player to one side or the other.
3: It's money. Mm-hmm. Which is really too bad when you're picking a school, but that's the way it is these days, and so you just have to realize that. And Again, that's the way it is. Okay, so let's talk about something else that happened today. The NCAA uh, playing rules oversight panel has changed the ruling of charge, trying to make it easier for an official to call. And so now um, the rule now is that if the defender uh, arrives – before the uh, or after the off before the offensive player goes into the, into the air has a foot off the ground, then it's a charge. Now the rule is uh, going to be now the rule is going to be if the def, the defender has to arrive before the offensive player even plants a foot. Okay. Are all these are all these rules to keep you from playing good defense? What do you think of the rule?
2: Listen, I say now, Rick. This is where. Probably me and you'll disagree. I think the most overcalled play in basketball is a charge, and I think the second most overcalled, and this extends to high school too, is a walk. I've always been the opinion: good players don't travel.
3: Hold hey, on, Bart. Tallities. Hold hold on. Wow, hold. wait a minute! I t- they hardly ever call walking anymore, and you're saying it's overcalled? Hold on, I, Bart. Hold I, on. Hold I, on. Hold, okay. hold yeah. on. <laughs>
1: Rick will keep talking to you while the music's (laughs) playing, so hang on. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
0: You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater.
1: Well, welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network as we put a wrap on this Thursday edition, guys. I got to tell you, um, I thoroughly enjoyed last night's college World Series softball championship involving Florida State and Oklahoma. Uh, and man,
3: Why, Oklahoma won again, right? Yes, they, they did, five to nothing. Done. Very, why'd you, why'd very you enjoy it.
1: I'm just impressed yeah. with the play i mean yeah, these are, are these are these ladies are good
3: yeah are and uh
1: um, really good you got a pitcher out there that uh throwing about 72 miles per hour which i'm guessing is probably the equivalency of right at high 90s yeah high, high, yeah, 90s, high 90s maybe close mm-hmm. to 100 yeah man right. i mean the reaction time is uh you Zilch. better yeah. it is it is uh it's razor ridiculous. thin yeah. um rick if you would
3: Rego over. Okay, so they they're to try and clarify block charge. The rule has been that the defender has to uh, be there when the offensive player uh, goes airborne. In other words, he leaves his feet. If the defender's there before he leaves his feet, that is a charge. They've changed that to say now the defender has to be there before the player plants his foot to go airborne. Oh, my goodness. So, in other words, it yes. gives the offensive player even more advantage over the defensive player on the charge. And so that that's the new rules passed today. So what do you think, Bart?
2: So it's, uh, it's just the charge is uh, overcalled. And I'll say this. I'm even to the point where I would do it like the NBA does it, where even if you are there before the defender leaves, if you're not outside the charge circle, it's not a charge. Because what we've had happen, and this is not just speculation, what they do is they'll do studies, and they'll actually look at charges called in game situations, and they'll look at it and say, hey, did this define the rule of a charge? Guys, they're wrong like 70%, some astronomically high number. Because officials won, it feels cool to call a charge. The player hits the ground, is showing effort, I get that. But you can get an angle on a player from the far side of the court the way defensive health side is right now. Well yeah a player's offensive players driving to the rim. There's only one place he's gonna go. He's not gonna go anywhere else. And they slide underneath a lot of times and it's just a really the spirit of the charge is a great rule. It's overcalled that and as the high school level travel go watch a triple-A or a double-A basketball game, and the big difference between a five- and six-A is about 15 traps that are not traps. And I cannot tell you how many times as a trainer I teach players not to do certain moves, not because it's illegal, but because it will not so it doesn't get called. And I also teach now more how to avoid charges, not legitimate charges, because I teach players good enough where you decelerate. You can read a real player that's set up in the spirit of the rule before and not moving before you start your – I teach more how to avoid late slide-in charges that are really blocked more than I should. And so I'm probably a little bit Mm slanted in that regard.
3: Well, I'm I'm hesitant to – you know, when you say the the walk is overcalled, I don't know if you you – maybe you need to talk to Chuck Barrett about what the rule is, but I listen to every Razorback basketball broadcast, and sometimes with the TV on, sometimes without the TV on. And I would say Chuck says a minimum of once a game, sometimes two or three times a game, and he just slips it in there. He says so-and-so moves to the right, oh, they missed a walk. He'll just say that as if they they miss it time after time. So my impression is – it's not overcalled. It's hardly ever called.
2: What do you think of that? Right. At the college level. But that's why I was saying, Rick, you're right. But at high school level, for good oh, players, it's okay. overcalled. And so okay. I'll get probably three or four request guys, and they'll show me a picture. They'll say, Is this not a walk? And they'll just show me their feet. And I'm like, Listen, a walk is in <laughs> reference to when your hands. Two hands gather the ball. So if you show me your feet, it doesn't matter. You can stutter your feet as many times as you want to if your dribble is alive. And so mm-hmm. what drives me crazy is that the NBA guys will say, look at the travel. So rule's different. We are pick-up 1-2 at the high school and college level. At the NBA level, you are pick-up. Next one down, 1-2. One, so when I'm training guys getting ready for the NBA, the first thing I teach them is, Listen, you have an extra step. You better take it.
4: So uh, they
2: follow the NBA rules. That's what the rules are. So it's different. So that's just a little caveat because people okay, think good. NBA guys travel all the time. They don't.
1: Well, Bart, I, I've got a new I've got a new bone that I want to pick with the NBA. <laughs> no, I, I I mean this this I think is a template, Rick that they should use for the regular season and not just for the playoffs or the championships and that is they so many times you can you can watch during the regular season of the NBA and it's nothing but foul after foul after oh, yeah. foul yeah. particularly if an offensive player is taking the ball towards the rim they have let the players play through more contact this time, yep. I think I have seen Bart in a long time, and it is refreshing yep. to watch. I keep waiting for the whistle to blow, but the game continues yep. on, and I'm thinking this is the way basketball should be played, not like it is That's in the right. regular season where it's a foul contest.
2: That's right. That's right. Because, Randy, do you not think in the regular season, I almost think the referee delayed the foul call because if the ball goes in, they're not going to call it. If they miss it, they call it to make it up for the player. Man, I agree. Or either it's that. Playoff or either that. They want to play. be a
1: hot dog, and they want the three-point play so they can give the hot that's dog right. call.
2: That's, that's right, which is what the charge is, guys, in my opinion. A lot <laughs> of times,
3: it's the hot dog call. Hot dog it call. feels cool, looks cool, not a charge. Hmm.
2: You
1: never heard that term before, Rick, hot dog oh, call? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: I, I just like hot. the hot dog is kind of an overboard celebration. Yeah, I get that. But I
1: mean, so, if you're watching the NBA finals as I have been and yeah. watched last night, mm-hmm. it was refreshing. I mean, they could call a foul on every play. On every it's, play. It's That's it's exactly always right. been said. They could call a foul on every play. Wow. But they are nice. finally calling plays or fouls when it's actually a foul. And they're not waiting necessarily for the ball to go into the basket, whether or not they want to give them the basket and uh we'll shoot one extra. I mean it's been refreshing. They're letting them play through some contact.
2: That's refreshing to me. So So Randy, with give give the viewers is Joker is that the best center that has oh ever my gosh. played. Him and Joe LnB for people that are not watching, the two oh best centers gosh. that have ever laced up few. The best more that's ever Seals played. Are wow. playing right now. Got
3: Let's see. Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game one year. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain still holds 75 NBA records. Wilt Chamberlain uh, once got 50 rebounds in a game. And you're telling me this guy's the best center ever? Uh, I don't he's know he's about...
4: one of them. Randy. Okay, thank He's you. you. He's one of them. I'll go thank there you very too. Much.
1: He thank he you. is one of them. I tell <laughs> you what he does, though, that I uh, he separates again from a lot of different post players. That that sucker can pass the ball, and Woo. I mean he makes. Let's see, Will some, Chamberlain one year led I, the NBA I, in a sense. I didn't say he was the best all-time <laughs> center passer <laughs> I, I of all
2: time. I, I have not said that. That was too <laughs> definitive. I should have said one of I'm sorry. That's but, funny. no, I'm,
1: sorry. I'm just saying hey. his his ability, Rick, to pass the ball. He had a triple-double last night, and the third leg of it was assist. He had 10 assists.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, I know. He and really his court play. awareness. Look. he made one bozo pass last night that mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, no, it, he's leading the break up the floor. He starts to get a little pressure, and he dumps it off to his teammate to the right of him. And the teammate hit his back to him. The ball hit him in the back, and it ended up being a foul on Miami, which I didn't understand that. But no, anyway. No.
3: Look, right, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not diminishing his greatness. He is a great player. He, he might be the best player in the NBA today. Obviously, that can change year to year and, and this season to season. But he's really, really good. I'm just – Bart wasn't born when Will Chamberlain <laughs> played. I just had to throw some numbers at him there.
4: <laughs>
2: Wilt's really great. I think what's the greatest thing about Joker – is that my wife said? It looks like he just went to eat at a restaurant. And said, "Hey, I'm gonna play in a basketball game after." Like he's totally relaxed and loose. Like he's yeah, he's a, 40, he's a forty
1: he's a forty year old all American out there in the YMCA church league. <laughs> That's
4: exactly right. I don't know about that. Well,
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's the guy that shows up. And you're thinking there ain't no way this guy's good. All right, Bart. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, guys.